This week on Not Just Another Sex Podcast. Reunited and it feels so good. And I'm going to start this with trigger warning because I don't know if we gonna need it. So I'd rather say it in case we don't. The boogeyman for me was my parents because I love them. I did not want to cut them off or anything. And I don't deal with my parents at all. But the way that I allow them to live in my life is through the things that I do love about them or the things that I did love. My dad is a hustler. Me too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I may not fuck with what they're doing, but I love them. This is this accountability isn't just them. It's me telling the truth because there's no reason that this should happen again. Hey, sugar. You're listening to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Samaya Burton. I've been a hands-on sexual educator for over five years through my company, Sexual Essentials. So I can tell you that being an adult absolutely has its perks. But now let's talk about just how hard adulting really is. Whether you're healing trauma, building healthy relationships, or figuring out how to create your own happiness, the truth is you may feel like you don't know what you're doing, but you're here now and that's enough. Hey y'all, welcome back to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. My name is Samaya and I'm your host, and I'm excited. Again, here we are yet again, manifesting. Oh, Reunited <laughs> and it feels so good. You didn't know I could sing, did you? <laughs> Look who they didn't know either. <laughs> they didn't. I'm so glad it came out that good when I said it. Right, we harmonized. Uh, you know Aries, you know how we do it. We do well. We give y'all, it up. y'all gonna be tired of us today. You're gonna be very sick of me because y'all see how when you do what you're supposed to do, you get things you've been asking for. I love her. This is Sheila. Sheila Marie, please say hello to the listeners out there. Introduce yourself. Hi, please. everybody. Hello. Nice to meet you. No, I'm just kidding. My name is <laughs> Sheila. I'm just spontaneously. Who is, who is showing up today? What person is showing I know, up like, today? Let me see who I want to be. No, be I'll all just, of them. I'll be, be all, all of yes. them. All, all of them. I give myself permission to be all of them. But right now, I'm Sheila. So I'm Sheila Marie. I'm founder of the Kirby Curly Conscious Movement. And really, I just love making spaces for Black women to express joy, feel joy. And be more of who they are. You look great. Corny. <laughs> I love corny shit, okay? Um, I don't so care. Excited. I love it. Exactly. I'll do it forever. Who's going to check me? We have another Aries queen with us today. And I am so excited because it just, it goes back to the, the DMs, the random DMs that you send people and you tell them who you are and, hey, this is what I do. And... I would like to X, Y, Z. The stuff that I'll be telling y'all, I do myself, which was years ago. I DM Sheila and I was like, hey, I, this is what I do with sexual essentials. And uh, can I interview I you? And baby told me no. And that's okay. <laughs> Wait, I said no first? the first time. Yes. And well, it's okay. What, what, there was an alignment. Oh, okay. And I'm okay. glad it didn't work out then. You know, oh, wow. like I forgot that part. It's. A, it's People tell me no all the time. It's all right. Y'all be back. We, we be back. We be yeah. back. It's, it's always just a no right now. It's usually, a no right now. Anyway. So I, I don't think I've ever had a no because someone was like not interested or anything like that. Interesting. Um, but the first time was a no and that's real and that's okay. Um, and then I kept working and I found more alignment with the things she was talking about. And next thing I know, we're over COVID talking about masturbating and manifesting <laughs> and, and <laughs> all the things. And now we're here on my show because... I'm in alignment doing what I'm supposed to. And then you can catch us at the Unruly Retreat in Jamaica yes. in May. 
Um, And so now we're there. And so I'm just so excited to see these things come to fruition, to have you in this space. And I'm just so proud of you. I love you so much. And I love you too. The feeling is mutual. (laughs) The feeling is mutual. Sheila was one of the first people that I followed. Um, I had had my son and I was very uncomfortable with my size. Mm. And she was on the internet. And I believe you you were a little bigger than maybe like what you are now, but... Like yeah. just more, I don't, I don't know, before like the yoga and the, you know, some of those things, but mm-hmm. you look great then to me too. And I was like, she about the same size as me and I love her body. Why can't I love my body? <laughs> you know, and she was dancing around in her drawers or something. I was like, I'm <laughs> fucking with this. Like, I feel this and I, I, I love that. And so that, that is how I started following you. You was dancing in your drawers and it did something yes. for me. Shout yes. out to dancing in dancing your, your drawers. Okay. So we're going to get into the show today. Um, we are talking about... Healing for mm-hmm. sure, but we're healing outside of Christianity today mm-hmm. and different avenues. This is not a not to anyone. This is more so awareness for the other things that are out there. But before we get into all that, let's start off the show with the adult tip of the day. The adult tip of the day is about putting a little tidbit in your pocket to be a better human because we're the grownups in the room. And I know if you're anything like me, one day you wake up, you like, wait, I'm the oldest one in the room or like the kids look up and they ask you to do something. You're like, right. oh, me, the grown the right. adult. I'm the adult? Got it. Oh. And so, I mean, this can range from, hey, these are the signs of a stroke. My therapist says, here's a meme that I think is great. But today's adult tip of the day is to stop gaslighting yourself. Mm. Okay. A lot of times we talk about the ways that people manipulate us or let's stop with the narcissist or, oh, you're gaslighting me. Well, guess what? The person that's probably gaslighting you more than anybody else is your damn self. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you keep that same energy with yourself. If you're wondering what does gaslighting mean, don't worry, I'll tell you. It means loosely defined as manipulating someone so as to make them question their own reality. And so, for example, you may say, mm, I really don't want to go on that show or I really don't want to go to this event that I said I would go to. And then you try to force yourself to do it, knowing that it doesn't really sit well mm-hmm. with you. Um, and this can be little things. It could be hanging around with someone and technically they've done nothing wrong, but you don't feel your best around them. And you force yourself to be around them anyway, because you feel like, well, they haven't done anything wrong. I'm going to be nice, which gets us in so much trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, or we think that what makes us comfortable is going to make people judge us or think that we're stuck up or bougie or don't like them. We're thinking about how people are going to take the real of how we really feel and take it personally. And guess what? That's their personal problem. Your personal problem is that you are diminishing your own intuition every single time that Mm -hmm. you do that. Your truth may be, hey, girl, I know I said I want to go to the movies, but I am just too tired. I don't I do not want to get up today. Do you mind if I reschedule and we take another day? You can do that without being disrespectful, blowing someone off, just standing someone up. But I promise you, if you don't start listening to yourself, those little gut things, it's going to be so hard for you to decipher in the future the things that you're supposed to do from the things that you're not supposed to do. Mm. Sometimes you do not have a logical reason why you're not supposed to be in a room or in a place. Sometimes your body has a sixth sense. And so you have to tap into more than just where your body is now and what you can see and understand, but tap into what you feel. Can I add on to the gaslighting part? You absolutely part? can. Okay, I didn't know if I wasn't supposed to interrupt you. you come on now, get up, sweetie. Okay, okay. Get I up, sweetie. I didn't know I 
like I didn't know you were saying. We want to interrupt the script. We want to hear it all. I saw um, Dr. Romani, and she. I mainly know her from YouTube, but she does a lot of study around narcissism and narcissistic personality disorder. But she just released, or they're about to release this week, an episode of Red Table Red Table Talk with Jada. Okay. And this, she shared this clip, and I was like, this is such a great way to distinct make a distinction between gaslighting and lying. So like she was like, mm. lying is like if somebody's lying, but when you present them like, okay, I wasn't there, I wasn't there, no, I wasn't. And then you present them with the evidence. Here are the pictures of you there. And then the liar, a liar will, when you present them with evidence, be like, all right, I was there, but right, you know, fine. blah, blah, yeah. blah. And maybe try to get out of it another way. But but gaslighting, a gaslighter, somebody being gaslighted will double down in the face of evidence. So you, that picture is not fake. You you always wow. bringing up pictures. You know, they could do anything with pictures now. And, you know, the thing about you is you're so insecure. Why would you? And they'll flip it mm. on you to, like, deconstruct your reality and make you distrust your five senses. Absolutely. Distrust the things. So that that's an important distinction. And I love that because... If we think about gaslighting ourselves, I think about gaslighting all the time when I meet black women, I'll be at retreats or whatever, and it'll be these amazing women, educated, smart, raising children, community, you know, contributing to their community. And they'll be like, oh, well, I don't really do anything. I'm not really, I don't really mm. know. What do I know? Like, and it's like, wow, even in the face of evidence to prove that you are knowledgeable, that you are powerful, that you know what you're doing, you can still dis make yourself distrust your own evidence. Yes. You know, so it's, I love what you say, because I think like going against yourself, that's the, that's laying the foundation for the world to go against you and not in a victim blamey way. Cause I think some self-help doctrine can get a bit victim blamey. Like, you know, that whole, you create your reality. So then it's like, okay, so what does that mean if for survivors? of all type of trauma and abuse. I called this, I asked for it, right? It can get complicated. So right. I don't want to go down that because I think early on in my self-help journey, I think I subscribed to some of that stuff and I'm unlearning it now. I'm learning it in a new way. Like I feel that some of the stuff I read, I had, you know, complex issues about it. Like, what does this mean for race? You know, who yeah. wrote this? What is this? There's so much. There's Everything so, can be taken in a lot of different ways. Right. And I, I try not to go down that path. Right. I, I've learned that the people who are listening to you that are purposely trying to find another way to discredit what you're saying because they're finding another situation to put it with, those people can kiss your ass. <laughs> <laughs> because you know Kindly. the context that I said. For real, for real. For like, real. you know the context that I said it. And if that's what you need to do to feel better about yourself, then you got it because baby this is my show and we're gonna do it this way but I love that about <laughs> you though and I feel like I learned that from you all the time is you're very unapologetic and you know how to <laughs> say a no and to say a yes but with grace and not LARP and spend too much time on how is this going to be received how is this going to come across because I know me like for a lot of my life I I don't want to offend I don't want to upset I'm trying to be nice they told me to be a I'm good so girl I'm tired of being <laughs> they nice they told me to be good <laughs> and it's like at the expense of yourself at the expense you know of you. so I feel like I'm just not getting to that bag of like no no and I'm not busy I'm busy doing nothing I'm busy doing nothing it I'll doesn't do. work for me and 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 at the end of the day you're the only one who has the 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 know-how of how you work the best mm -hmm. and we're not all the same my gifts mm -hmm. are not your gifts my purpose is not your purpose my problems are not your problems so whatever I need to do to make sure that I'm okay and standing on these two feet okay that's what the fuck I'm gonna do <laughs> and unless you paying these bills or eating this pussy baby <laughs> Then I need you to mind your business. Well, I think and I'll just mind my business. 
get to own for your business. But um, yes, and 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 to your point about how you devalue yourself, and then in the face of others looking at you, and now they they question you as well. Um, there was a oh, yeah. there there was a statement that was said. People um, will sniff that out. They will, and they, they will make you. They will make oh, you she think that herself? you're not. Say less. And and they feed off of that. Mm-hmm. And they, I know I know it's a super random example, but um, Trip Fontaine, who is a, a poet and an author, he had his book release party here at the Content House, and he made a statement, and he said that you know real estate does not lose its value until you sell it for that price. You agree to that price. And so someone may tell you that, oh, this lost ho- this house lost this type of value or it lost this. When you sell it, you agree that it also lost that because at the end of the day, once you sell it, they're going to slap some paint on it. They're going to put flip some it. new streets and plant four trees and then it's going to be worth all this money again. And so people are set up to make you think less about yourself because they see the value in it. And that's why they constantly try mm. to make you less than what you are, because if you fuck around and see who you really are, baby. People gonna have a problem, and I, and I, I lived in that. The world does not the, like a free woman. The the world doesn't like people that are not afraid of who they are and how Absolutely. they have to be. To be it. Absolutely, I, I've I've found that I was someone's worst nightmare when I when I fuck around, looked in the mirror, and and knew who I was. Mm-hmm. That was the worst thing that could happen mm-hmm. because you can't use me anymore. My mm-hmm. boundaries are very clear, and the reason that my boundaries sound crazy to you is because now you can't use no tiptoe and crip yeah. walk all over me. Yes, you know what I'm saying. So. At the end of the day, stop gaslighting yourself. If you do not feel well around someone, whether you guys have got into it or not, if you don't feel like your best self or you feel like you shrink around them or things pop up, listen to yourself. And when you start doing that more, that's when your intuition will get stronger. It's not not there. You just suppressed it and mm-hmm. powdered on and caked on all mm-hmm. these other Allow things. Allow that to be the evidence. You know, that it, that's enough. Allow if you don't the way to. you feel to be the evidence without having to justify it any further or find a logical explanation or or dot, 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 right at or these. Allow the feeling to be all of the proof that you need that this is not the way I need to go. And like for me, that uh, that practice has gotten my intuition so strong. When I feel something now, I just don't question it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because even if it's a no, it may just be a no for right now. But Mm -hmm. if it's not a hell yes for me, I'm at a point where it's a hell no. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't have to mean no forever. It just means no, not right now, because I don't I don't feel a yes. And so many times we say yes to things because there's nothing wrong with it. I'm only saying yes to things that are a hell yes, because I could do plenty of things, but I need all of my energy for my purpose because I wasted so much time not knowing what that purpose was. And Mm. now I need all of my energy for me, you know? Mm. I feel like I'm taking a class right now. I'm, I'm, I'm in this episode, but I feel like I'm just like, yes, this is church for me. Welcome to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. Yes. <laughs> it is not. Okay. Creatives, podcasters, entrepreneurs, if you're looking for an amazing place to create consistent content, then you need to check out the Something Extraordinary Content House. Located in the heart of Atlanta, it's in a great location as well as only 15 minutes from the airport. So whether you're in town or not, maybe you need to get more serious about the content that you're creating. This is a great place to create something extraordinary because it's equipped with five plus rooms with two kitchens, two living rooms, amazing energy, plus a host of vendors that are already the best in their field at creating content. So make sure that you check us out at semediagroup.co or check out some visuals and events and amazing things that we have going on over on Instagram at SEContentHouse. So you can start making extraordinary content as well. Thanks.
So we are going to move on to the Twitter talk for today. So Ooh. Twitter talk is for us to pay homage. Yeah, I heard it. I got it right. <laughs> homage. Pay respects to Black Twitter. Black Twitter is where most of the conversations, where I the love culture, Black Twitter so much has been stored. Okay, there. If you are having a bad day, honey, you can just find a little thread and laugh until life don't even matter no, no more. I, I always tell people like Twitter. There's nothing like Twitter. Look like, at whatever you could put. You can put try that shit on Instagram and and the things you could do on Facebook, but it don't it don't fly the same mm-hmm. over at Twitter. Um, anything that you've seen viral most likely started there, and mm-hmm. I just wanted us to pay respects to that because a lot of the things that go viral and trends and stuff they start from us on black twitter so um twitter talk for today do you feel like are you nervous i saw that breath when i said i was like she's getting asking me a question i'm asking you a question i'm ready you feel like all women got a little gay in them oh my god (laughs) jesus christ Listen, I hi everybody watching this i have not previewed anything i didn't even know the title of the episode until just now so I'm with you as you're watching. I'm also learning and watching. I just decided my intuition told me, don't prepare yourself, Sheila. My intuition was like, prepare yourself mentally, but don't try to micromanage. So the question is, do I believe all women have a little bit of gay? Just look gay. Just look I good. think that sexuality exists on a spectrum and anybody could have a little bit of gay mm-hmm. and at any given time. I feel like they can... It can come in waves. There can be a little bit of curiosity and then ah, not so much. Sometimes it's just a fantasy and something that you don't want to explore. But I wouldn't say everyone like I don't want to I don't like labeling everyone. I wouldn't say there's like a you sound clear, like you have been media trained to the gods. No, because baby. there's not a clear answer to that. I just I do think, though, this is what I will say. Mm-hmm. I do think that a lot of people have a wider sexual spectrum than they allow. Absolutely. And explore. And I have learned that through through our work, but uh, just in general. And for me, that's a little bit. That's okay. You set me up. That's fine. Because Ready? you know what I'm saying? I stand on it. <laughs> and I just feel like to me, I am really, to me, I like to nurture liberation, especially in black women. And so liberation includes sexual liberation. And a lot Absolutely. of black women are very much sexually repressed. And so that's why I say Maybe and maybe not. I think there's a lot of people who don't even know that they might have a little bit of interest, but because of all of the um, stigma and all of, you know, there's so much surrounding it, they maybe never explored, including religious stigma. Um, and then also to uh, millennials, you know what I'm saying? I think it's changing now, it's but we were fluid, trained. A lot of fluid and, and you know, just be who you are. Everything, everything from like watching Disney movies, like our whole messaging from when we were born was like, get a man and surround yourself He's this, the center of your life. Right. And so, you know, I feel like that's, that's, that's not, you know, a blanket statement, but I think generally speaking, that was the message to women, young girls. And so like, yeah, I think a lot of women are just now breaking out. of like, yo, I don't even know if I really, was this really what I wanted to do? Or this was what my mom what wanted I was me to told, do? Or what was I was my, told to do. You know? And so the question is not to set up to say, oh, and all, all this, but it's the point of, I know we've had conversations about the interests and the the by curiosity and things like that. And I think that it should be a more normal conversation. And I think that people should acknowledge where their curiosity goes and understand that it doesn't have to mean more. Correct. And so like, I know that- You get the, to choose. You do get to Just choose. Just have the freedom to choose. And and I, I love how as women, we can be like, girl, you look good as fuck. Like, yeah. I don't know. I be so bored if I was a man or either I would be hella gay one of them like I, well let's be clear only black <laughs> cis heterosexual men get that type of 
Like all like I feel like white men get to play like with that a lot more. Black they men they don't choose, even get they, they know, choose ah, you gay. To... No homo. Pause, 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 pause. Like, oh, yeah, pause you know, is the new but right. white pause men can just hey bro, like they just do some crazy stuff, all type of stuff. <laughs> I don't know. When I was watching a comedy special, I was like, wow, he is making a lot of jokes about his penis. That is interesting. And other men okay, I was like, this would never fly if this was a yes. black male comedian. So I feel like black men really get pushed into a box like you this is how you have to perform absolutely so shout out to being a woman because it's kind of lit because if, <laughs> look I, I mean i am i am bisexual but if i wasn't i would definitely be a little gay if, if i, if <laughs> I was a little gay <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes they're just a little just a little bit but but i even even before i realized because i think there is a there are even different terms that are being thrown around now like uh by by romantic and then bisexual. Oh my gosh, They're, I saw that on Twitter. Did you see that I last did, week? I, I did see it. About I forget. Is her Kira, name Kira? I, she was I on here. Her. She was on the show. I follow her. I, yo, Kira. I follow. I be like, <laughs> yo, yo, Kira. I'll honestly, follow you. <laughs> if I had the boldness, like she would literally, like I some of the things she says, I'm like, the honesty level is like, wow. I mean, I know she get a lot of smoke. I saw that post on Instagram and I had to go find okay, it on Twitter. Twitter. And I was like, yes. I know they was firing her up because you already know. She Basically, I, I love the way. Do we that, need to say what she said? I, I, I am going to talk about okay, it, and, and that that is why I brought it up oh, okay. because and it was the Twitter talk. Really? Okay. <laughs> that was the Twitter. T- you see what I did there? You did good. Uh, you do this to Maya. You're doing a really good I love job. I'm proud of you. Bitch, you doing a good job. Bitch, you doing a good job. It's a good day. All right. I love you. I love you so so I, I mean, she was basically saying, you know, I'm not trying to say there's anything wrong with with dating a woman. She's saying my truth though is that my pussy for other women and I, I get excited by them but when it comes to the romantic parts of being in a relationship and taking someone on dates and getting through those arguments and learning how to be compatible together she said I have no desire to do that I can't help it I didn't choose it but this is what it is when I look at women my pussy throbs I can't help that and I feel that I think that the best thing you could do which is what she mentioned was always lead with integrity and make sure that is known mm-hmm. to someone because mm-hmm. it is you, it is not okay to tiptoe and crip walk over people's sexuality and and using them at all. And I think that a lot of women, because we have so much bi-curiosity and Mm -hmm. bisexualness and not romantic, we think that we can just use women to play around with and then we get mad at men when they do the exact same thing. So... This Oof. is the Twitter talk of the day Oof. that. Uh, oh, you need yeah. to stamp that right there. Listen, and, and that's why you gotta leave it alone and walk Ooh. away. Like, don't look back. Ooh. Like, don't look back. No, Girl, listen. That was that was some of the feedback. <laughs> I was just watching the conversations. I thought, well, this is an interesting conversation, and I know some people were bringing it up. So just ask yourself, like, where do you think that desire came from? You know, you don't live in a vacuum. You don't live in a bubble. You didn't just wake up and have the desire or the preference. People love using preference now, but like the preference to marry and build a life with a man, but sexually explore a woman. Like, but I would never want to be in a relationship with her. Like even explore where did that come from? The dismissiveness and things like that. And even the way that we talk about our own selves, because most of the time we're saying, well, you know, women so emotional, da, 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 da. And it's usually, and I've said it. Oh my gosh, there's so much unlearning of misogyny. So much unlearning. I just feel like my whole life, I feel like I've just, I've been on a spiritual journey in public like I've done it you know I've been so open and shared on social media since like 2016 
And every like I have I'm constantly unlearning things and relearning things and changing my opinion. And like, yeah, so that post made me think a lot about that. I was like, wow, I was just watching the conversation like I can challenge yourself. I can see both points because she's honestly saying this is what I like. The thing to me that I appreciate is like as long as she's like being honest, she's telling these women this is what it is. And they're like someone else's adult consent, consenting adults. I mean, consent matters more to me. And of course, the Latin and we was going to leave it and drop the mic, but I can't be that smooth because now I got another nope 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 because now I got another one because I'm like see how we do when we get yes, together yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> this comes up a lot when women are talking about having threesomes they want to disregard that third woman they want to disrespect that third woman and they want their man to get pleasured by her and they want to use her but it's like well I ain't worried about that as long as you don't kiss her in the mouth but guess what wow. on the internet now y'all talking about oh I can't be with no man that don't kiss me in the mouth and then you solicit another woman inviting her into your bedroom and, and then her tell her that she can't have he can't eat her pussy he can't kiss her in the mouth he can't do this and it's like you just said that men were wrong for doing this and then you invite someone in your bedroom in front of a man and 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 say that it's okay there's so many ways that we perpetuate and perform the same misogyny that we fight against and and it's one thing we have to unlearn and we're gonna leave it at that because that's all right we're all unlearning together no judgment check yourself all right so (laughs) (laughs) we gotta get these thank you 1990s <laughs> hey you guys it's your host Samaya if you're enjoying the topics over here honestly I think you'd love the topics over on my learning platform I have some private interviews over there with some amazing guests I've interviewed Mr. Marcus yes that's the porn star Passion Jones who brought on her husband and her boyfriend and even had some girls night conversations with Medina from Cocktails as well as Mila from Good Moms Bad Choices that conversation was amazing we did some examples of our dirty talk and let's just say you need to check it out don't just take my word for it make sure that you click the link below and sign up today there are over 250 workshops classes interviews and so much more all right now back to the show we had to get these laughs out because we have a very um a very good episode um for you guys today and i'm going to start this with trigger warning because i don't know if we're gonna need it so i'd rather say it in case we don't because we're gonna get into it um first of all i want to talk about and I, and I, I want to say this as a blanket statement so I can hold myself accountable for staying on track today because I ain't about to play with you. We're going we're gonna to take off. And today is about the different avenues that we took in healing when you realize that you are not whole, that you are not okay, that you've done the church, you've prayed, you've fixed your attitude, you've done everything that everyone has told you to do, but all the crazy stuff like tarot and witchy mm-hmm. things and mm-hmm. unconventional and acupuncture, acupuncture mm-hmm. and, and white, that white people stuff and, and all of these different things is not true. And if anything else, I hope that this conversation helps you to stop passing judgment and just listen because you have no idea if you may ever need some of these things we got pushed into the different avenues of therapy because of our past and our childhoods, Mm -hmm. but you have no idea what may happen to you and you may need one of these things. I hope that you stay safe and I hope that you're okay. But the truth is, is that this is real life and you don't pick the cards that you're dealt, but you are responsible for how you respond to them. And we are going to go through a list today of unconventional therapy methods and techniques that we have used to cultivate the two women, these two fiery, gorgeous, <laughs> thick ass Aries women that you see in front of you today. Um, because I always get this question, which is how did you get like this? And what was your journey like? And 
we talk about all of those things on not just another sex podcast, but today we're specifically going to go down all the lists of unconventional ways we got brought in. And so I have a list to kind of keep us on a little bit of therapy because, you know, I've loved you for so long. I, I, I'd heard you talk about some of these things. I was like, damn, we literally have went down the same roads. And so what I hope that this conversation will do for you is to help you realize how to get past the hurdles because a lot of times we do work and then we don't feel whole. And we're like, damn, I did the work though. That means there's something else to do. And so we're going to teach you how to get past those hurdles. How do you know that you're at a stopping point? What do you do in that time? Because I promise you, there is always something that you can do to be working on yourself. If you choose not to gaslight yourself and you choose to be present and acknowledge that what you feel is real, keep digging. Okay. You will always keep learning. You will not be perfect at this. Otherwise you're dead. Mm -hmm. So even I'm not where I want to be. I want to be in better places. I'm excited for what I'm going to understand now that I couldn't understand before and Mm -hmm. the kindness that I've learned on this journey Mm -hmm. and these skills. And so I'm very excited and grateful that you are going to go through this conversation with me so we can share um, those things. So I would like us to start. (laughs) I'm just so proud of you. I'm like, I'm like, I can't believe this right now. I can, I can though. I can, but I'm just really proud of you, man. This is really dope. I'm proud of you. You you're like a real cool. host. You're like you're, you're like a host. You're in your host bag. Like, I, you know, I love this. What I hope you will get from this <laughs> is the ability for you. Give her a TV and show. I'm like, uh, okay, so my period. This one is very near and dear to my heart. And I remember I called you. I was like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're talking. She's like, yeah, that's good. Like, I'm like I want to talk about healing. He was like, we could talk about that. I love and, it. And then I was like, just show up. Just show up. Yes, I got it. I, I got know. It. That's why I, I was like, consent. I was and like, then, I wouldn't do this for many people. Just show up. But I'll show up for Samaya. And I'll just be here. Why not? So I want us to start off first. Um, we will both. And I, I've shared this on my first episode and throughout. But I'll give a brief um, after, after you. Give us a brief um, story of some of your traumas that um, were a part of the past and things that you've worked through work through that way the people that are listening can say okay this is the type of issue she was combating and what it produced whether that was anxiety or stress or chronic people pleasing or whatever mm-hmm. but what did you go through and what were the the problems and you can give us that in a brief and then we'll go I'll share mine and then we'll go through the different avenues of healing that we tried and how they advanced us to the next level sure um okay so I really evolved past the point kind of where I put all my family business on the internet. Mm. You're welcome, family. <laughs> they roast me at every gathering. So I'm 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 a, I'm gonna do it in a in a synopsis. You can say family. You don't have to. So yeah, it does not have to be specific. We just want them to know, like, was you hit by a car? Was you like, was no, you? I, I did think, you have one leg? Like, what's your what's your what, what was your issue? Like, ain't nothing wrong with having one right. leg. But if you started we off with two, it. it could be a little crazy. But no, I mean my main you know, my main thing. Your... I feel like that really shaped and molded the way I see the world was that. Um, my mother is Cuban, white Cuban, and my father's African-American and they got divorced. And so I, and my mom got remarried to a white, like white, like, is, is, is that white, a slur? White. Is redneck like a slur? White, white. Is that a slur? I'm not I don't sure. Know Does that mean country? That. Country. He, I don't know. No, he's he, not country though. It was like, but anyway, he was like a truck driver, like white. So I was, <laughs> he was white, white, I, white, <laughs> white. 
So I was just in the house as this this like little little chocolate drop, and I'm in here, mm. and there's no nobody that looks like me. They had a my sister. I love you, Tiffany. Um, and she had blonde hair, blue eyes, and I was like, you know, this is literally living the bluest eye for real in life, like you know. So I, I constantly was um, like. I will say this for me, my whole childhood blackness was positioned as something that you want to go away from something you want to escape and minimize. Mm -hmm. So um, blackness, black people were not spoken of in a positive way. I didn't hear positive things about black people. I was not encouraged to be around black people. And so I felt that it, that I feel like it shaped the entire way that I grew up and see the world. And it's a part of the reason why I am so mindful and so purposeful about creating spaces for black women now, yes. because I do not see blackness as something to run from or escape. I love being who I am. And that's why I make sure when I'm on these interviews and stuff, I always mention my mother because I, I'm proud of everything that I am. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But in terms of being a black woman, because that is, you know, race is really just based on a dichotomy. And so either, you know, you're pushed into this white or black category and like my Spanish wasn't good enough to be in the Cuban crowd and stuff. So <laughs> I just was like, I cannot be in there because they're not going to accept me very much, but... I look like a black girl. So everybody just treat me like black girl. So I'm black and I'm like, what's going on? And I'm confused. I don't know how to do my hair. I'm trying to do my own box perms. Like nobody knows what. Like a what's... misfit. You feel yeah, like a misfit. Yeah, so I feel like now as an adult, I feel like I'm just, I, I know that I'm not the only one. So maybe you don't have the same story that I had, but I know that other women can relate to the feeling of not fitting in. Absolutely. I know that other women can relate to the feeling of not getting the encouragement and the nourishment that you needed. And also this is not to, down anyone that was in my house my mom nobody I feel like everybody did the best that they could with what they what knew they and so yeah where I am now like I feel like I, I I feel like it in my life the only way that difficult things make sense to me is if I can like integrate them into myself as a lesson and to make me better and that's like that's just to me the only way otherwise it just becomes this you big pain point you, for me uh, I agree. You, know? you have to find a way to use it and turn those turn those L's or, you know, I was going to say turn the L into a W, but you need another. So you got to have <laughs> you two L's. L. <laughs> I, I, I do feel that, um, you know, sometimes you can win a spades hand with no face cards, Hello? you know, and, and I feel like that's that's how I grew up. And, you know, mm. I'm like you. I, I do love my family, but boundaries and mm -hmm. I have a child. So my my responsibilities to him are totally different. And I take that very seriously. And so for those who don't know, this is a good chance to catch up on the show. Go back to episode one. It's not just, oh, introducing you. This is the show and this is how it's going to go. It's introducing you to my story and my full trauma. And so this this podcast is about um, how I turned into the woman that you guys see today. And my trauma, if you have not heard the first episode or other episodes or go listen to all my shit, is go <laughs> just go listen to it. <laughs> um is that I grew up in a household um, where I thought I was happy. And I realized when I had my son that I had Stockholm syndrome because I was living and with my parents and my dad was molesting me and my mom knew about it. And they are still together to this day. And I- You told me this? <laughs> I don't know if we ever like talked about it. I mean, we we talk about things. Like we, we relate. Like sometimes the details never matter. I just know that when someone tells I'm me they so have a- I'm so sorry that that was your experience. Oh, well, 
Thanks. I, I don't want to so say to that when people are like I'm so no, sorry. Like it's okay. Whatever you need like to it's say. Okay. It's okay. I'm just like, honoring that. Thank so, you. Um, okay. No. And so and so my story is about all the the ways in which I I, I loved my parents. And so oh. what I realized it wasn't just a my dad violating me, but it was my entire trust and value system was fucked up. And as a woman and as a black woman, I was now an adult that was the problem because every person I was looking, every person was better than my dad. So that means that shitty men were making their way into my life. And I was able to deal with it because I learned how to adjust to hot waters You know what I'm saying? So if I can adjust to hot water, I can be happy in anything. I enjoyed my childhood. It was fucked up, but I know how to turn anything into anything. My imagination that's still here. You know what I'm saying? That that is what got that my coping mechanism. It got me out. And wow, Samaya. And so when I had my son, that's when I realized they lied. You did not do your best. What do you mean? You, because was it wasn't the... the first time. It wasn't the only person. It wasn't. It's This is a family oh, situation where liquor has constantly been a problem and people blaming things on liquor. And I'm tired of it because I know plenty of alcoholics that do not like touching children nor their children. Correct. You know, and the truth is, is that a lot of us don't have the tools to start over and we are scared. So for me, I was in a marriage, you know, you you remember back in the day, um, I was in a marriage and technically there was nothing wrong with it. But what was wrong with it is that it wasn't amazing that and, it is, and that may sound crazy. Like, well, you know, marriages don't have their they, they have their ups and downs. I'm not talking about that. It was never amazing. It was good. There was nothing wrong with it. And that was the problem. There was nothing wrong with it. It wasn't great. It just it wasn't broken. Do you feel like you were settling a little bit? I didn't know. I was looking for safety. I was looking for someone that was better than my dad. I did all the things. I did someone that didn't touch children. I, I did, you know what I'm saying? In my world, wow. that was the best. But that was because as a parent, they they gave me a shitty hand because my your love system as a child revolves around the first love that you get. And these are the for the people that are assigned to protect you. And both of you all failed me. And so because of that, everything that I compared my life to was that and the way that they would justify and manipulate and make things okay I compared every as a child I I keep saying this and they laugh at me but if you were a robber mm-hmm. and <laughs> they already started laughing <laughs> if you daddy a robber and then they make you a little robber why would you think there's anything wrong with being a robber you just be like we were, I'm a robber who is that in all that black that's you just I'm, we you just don't robbed. know you know what I'm saying like and, and it's like you don't know that there's anything wrong because they've been telling you that this shit is right. So we're not talking about, oh, my mom didn't know. We're talking about I'm telling you what's going on. Yikes. And you, we have a talking to, or I'm going to stop drinking for a little while or whatever. And so this is this is what I've used these same techniques to help me really? heal from, which is really for me to fill the void of the issues here. Right. And so these things did that. And I want us to talk a little bit to what they do. So we're going to talk on a couple of things. Okay. We're going to talk on EMDR. Yes. (laughs) EMDR therapy. We're going to talk about trauma therapy. We're going to talk about acupuncture. We're going to talk about astrology. Okay. You know, all the things, Uh, all the things we're going to talk about tarot. I love Um, it. All the things. things. These are all things that in the church, especially with a, a, a dad, that's a deacon. It's very difficult. Wow. 
to find your dad's a deacon. My dad, I don't know if technically he still is. I don't know how that works, but he's a deacon. He, I don't know if they took that, but you know, I grew up in the church and I love God, but I realized that God Mm -hmm. is everything. It's not just one thing. Mm -hmm. And the thing other, if he created everything, then all these other avenues, they may, y'all might not need it, but what if I do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that we are shunned sometimes and, and discouraged from trying additional things because it means that I don't believe in God if I try this. Yeah. And that's not true. There's a lot of fear. A lot of fear. I mean, I think with most monotheistic religions, like a primary component, sadly, is fear. Yeah. Like it might not be a fear in the original sense of the text or the way the religion is maybe intended to, to be fear. practiced, but the way people teach it and practice it is really just surrounding a lot of fear. Scare you into doing this and what if you happen versus giving you an explanation or a reason why. Yeah. So the first things first I want to talk about is... Can I just say say one thing about that? Yeah, because I I was talking to... I don't know if you... Do you follow Sign Blake? She does like interior stuff. Oh my God, it's giving me Blake when I'm walking around here. Oh, yes. She does a whole bunch of um, DIY stuff. Yeah. Everything in her house look expensive and she be doing it like from Marshalls and spray paint. she like how to use real power tools and like really measure and really get a diagonal on the corner. (laughs) And I'm just like, how does she do this? Like I would never... I would trust myself with a saw, girl. Absolutely not. But she was talking because um she had made a wine cellar in her house mm-hmm. and she talks and she and I don't even know how me and her got into it but she was like I just want black women to be free of being so scared so scared to, to try, try new things she's like a lot of like a lot of women will write on her post and say oh my god I love what you did but I'm scared to paint yes I'm scared to try a dark color I'm scared to do it like me I'm scared to do a parental you know and like when, you know I'm scared to shave my head people say to me all the time I'm scared to try yoga I'm yeah. scared to try meditation I'm scared 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 and it's like I feel like there's we're shrouded in all of this fear and it's like we're constantly trying it's to be not safe. authentic like you're not you're not really living who you want to live. You're living who you think you should be so you can fight, you can escape the fear because you're just afraid of the fear. But that's not true. You have to Is face it? it. No, you have to face it. You yeah. have to face the fear for you me. You don't have to. You cannot. You can live your whole life and never face the fear. But it's you not going to choose. get rid of the fear. Yeah, there was, not, a, the, the boogeyman for me was my parents because I love them. I did not want to cut them off or anything. Right. And I don't deal so with my parents at all. But the way that I allow them to live in my life is through the things that I do love about them or the things that I did love. Me my too. dad is a hustler. Me too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I may not fuck with what they're doing, but I love them. This is this accountability isn't just them. It's me telling the truth because there's no reason that this should happen again. But you know what? I feel like you can only get there when you go, after you've gone through some healing and some and making peace. <laughs> yeah, because even all of it's divine. The divine anger comes with the divine love, like all of it. Like to me, I'm constantly going to reroute and remind women when I speak to them, a total radical acceptance of all the parts of yourself, not just the pretty shiny ones. Yes. I don't think you should just go around and be like, I'm happy. I'm great. I'm great. No. The part of you that makes the perceived mistakes, the part of you that gets angry, the part of you that hurts, like you have to embrace all of it because you cannot get to self-love if you don't get to self-acceptance first. Like it'll never happen. Like even right now, like accountability is right now, wherever you are today, accept yourself. Like what, who, this my is therapist, what it is. I'm quoting my therapist. My therapist I love says, her. You're such a grown up. She's amazing. But she says, like, who would it give you the permission to be? That's like a question she always asks me. Like, if you could accept yourself right now, like all the mistakes, meh, all the things you should have. Yeah, you should have known better. You should have done that. You should have stayed. You should have left. You should have went. You should have all of the things. You should be smaller after the 10 pound, whatever, whatever, whatever it is that you are right now. If you were like, you know what? 
I accept and love myself unconditionally. Today. Who would that give you the permission to be? And what would that give you the permission to do? And I love that place because, again, my whole access is like freedom and liberation. I want women to be able to show up as who they choose, not just a like a programming, a computer yeah. system, because my family, because the community, I think Sit community and belonging are great. But you Sit by yourself and figure it out. What Hello? do you like when no Hello? one else is in the room? If no one gave you anything, if anybody gave you nothing to say, what would you, what is it that you would want to say? Hey, you guys hope you're enjoying the show. I just had to stop by and let you know that if you have not ordered your thigh high socks from Sexual Essentials, you're behind. I know how it feels to buy lingerie and you say, ooh, I'm going to be real sexy and put it on and it's sitting in the back of your drawer collecting dust. Let me tell you, the thigh high socks are just so convenient. They're super sexy and they're actually comfortable. So instead of feeling like you have to make that large leap into lingerie, try the thigh high socks. Your partner gets to see you looking sexy as well as yourself and they're super comfortable. Don't forget to use our code NJASP for 15% off. Tell your friends and make sure that you get your favorite color before they're gone. All right, now back to the show. So for me, I was married and I my my husband knew some of these things, but you know, I seemed okay with it. I kept saying I was fine and so this was is like, in the past. So it's hard for someone to be upset over something or like if know not, what to do with it if you're not like, you know what I mean? So yeah. when I had my son, I went through a huge uh, I, I, almost like a breaking point. And I didn't, he didn't know what was wrong with me and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And because I just had a kid, I thought it was postpartum. And so there was postpartum, but it was mostly, I was triggered. It was the biggest trigger of my life. Having my son, I didn't know what was wrong, but yeah. I didn't trust anyone around my kid. And so I had to go back to why don't you trust anyone around your kid? Because the people who had me as a kid failed me, you know? And so I got into therapy um, and I got into trauma therapy specifically. And then on the first day, she was like, I'm just going to suggest EMDR. You said you want to get through this quickly. You ain't got because I didn't have the insurance really? to pay for the thing. And she was like, well, if you're trying to get through as quick as possible, baby, I'm suggesting EMDR. And so this old white lady told me, no judgment here. Say what you need to say. Like, and I was like, look, this is how I talk. She said, that's what you need to do. Then that's what you need to do. Like she was very. I loved her. I, I, I love the fact that Shout I was, I, I still felt black as fuck around her. Like I didn't feel the need to code switch. And I, I really loved that it's because, amazing. you know, sometimes you want to talk to people that look like you, especially about things that are so private and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So we did EMDR. So going to talk about EMDR. EMDR is, let me tell them what it is. Please do. Okay, good. Cause EMDR, I was like, I, yes. E and I want to know I what forgot. it pulled out of you when you did it. So EMDR <laughs> is where you basically sit down and there's like noise or sound or, you know, you're choosing and you repeat the stories over and over and over until there is no more emotional response, but it is just a memory. And every time you do it, it and, and, and they're like, they're like some doctor shit on there. Like I'm giving mm -hmm. you a rough example. Don't do this at home and just be like, well, tell me again, tell me again, don't do that. But it was like some doctor shit in there. And, and you're repeating these stories and more details are coming out every single time. And you're having to feel, and you're going back to that moment every mm -hmm. single time until you keep repeating this and it doesn't evoke the emotions. I had to get through that so I can do this because mm -hmm. I can't be on here. <laughs> we're never going to get through. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it would, those were steps I had to take to be the smile that I am now. The thing that I like about, first of all, if you're starting your healing journey and you are a survivor of trauma, if you feel like you have been through significant trauma and whatever that looks like to you, I do 
really recommend a trauma-informed therapist. Mm. That's number one. Somebody who knows how to recognize signs of trauma. And a I trauma think trauma therapy. Yes. Yes, trauma informed for it's, sure. It's for eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. Yes. I'm because it's that's important. Thanks, the bitch, eye movement, no desensitization. Eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. That's right. Yes. Eye movement and desensitization, reprocessing. And the because definition that and actually gives that's the that's the clearest way to understand what it is. So the thing about uh, EMDR, which I like, is I've been through talk therapy for years, and talk therapy is like very much cognitive. It's very much prioritizing you intellectually, like cognitively processing something in your mind. And I think that there is a level of healing there, but I also feel like sometimes we neglect the healing through our body through our senses, which is why Samaya at the beginning started about trusting your intuition by trusting the way that you feel. And so EMDR is not thinking through. Mm. You're not going to go sit down and like my trauma. I'm like, well, maybe because I did this and my dad and my mom, it's, it's very much focused on the somatic experience. And so you, it's something about the way your brain, your left and right brain processes information. So she added a definition here. Go I ahead. apologize, cut you off, but that yeah. way we can go ahead. Go. You want to read it? Go good. ahead and read the damn definition. It's Come just, on. Because, <laughs> you know, trying to explain, they got folks that do this. Because trying to explain it, be like, it's like, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's a psychotherapy that enables people to heal from the symptoms and the emotional distress that are the result from the traumas. Yes. And so the emotional things, the things that. That you you are fueled you're by you're managing your the trigger. You are you are really working at like uh, your ability to um, what's the word I'm looking for? I always say this. What's the word when you want to manage your nervous system? You want to oh, like regulate. Thank you. You're regulating yourself. You are you are giving yourself the ability to regulate yourself if you face a trigger. So what happens to survivors of trauma is. When they face a trigger, they their pain body wakes up and you go back to the initial event in your mind, not on a conscious level, but you start to re-experience the pain of the initial event that caused you to even have that trigger. And so EMDR works on soothing the trigger. And so what I did, like to break it down, is basically you move your eyes so the, the therapist will have you to tell the story and then like she'll stop you and you do these rounds. It's almost like three rounds we did each session of like following her finger from left to right. And then like you pause and then you tell the story again. It was mm -hmm. like it didn't make it's, any it didn't sense. Make any As sense. I was doing I it, I was sound. like. I use sound for mine. Yeah. Ace, like, Ace and I did it together too for a second. He oh was like, um, he was like, I didn't get it. He got into it later, but at the beginning it was like, what is this? I'm just looking. Am I being hypnotized? Like, ah, <laughs> what is this? But also no one can hypnotize you against your will. That's a myth. No one can do that. You have to agree. And so for this, you have to work with someone that you trust so you don't go down that that like lane. But I would tell a story and then she would ask me to give a level of how much heightened emotion is in my body. So if I started the mm -hmm. story and I'm at a 10, okay, good. And then she would have me do like a session of my eye movement. Sometimes there would be some tapping on certain meridian points in the body. And then you say it again. And then she does another round and you ask, she asks you what level of emotion is in your body now? And it would go, I would like, I'm at a, like a seven now. Mm -hmm. You want to do it again? Okay. So we do it again. And you do the eye movement and you talk about the event and like in the middle, like you talk about the event and then you get a break to do the eye movement stuff. 
in those little breaks of like 30 seconds, I swear I would have these visions and like go on journeys. I didn't think it had anything to do with the event. I was like a magic woman. And, all de- this. and sometimes details, Detailed. details that you didn't, that you couldn't remember that, that do make a, that make a difference in I the was story. Like, Whoa. Okay. I mean, I feel like I'm cur- I'm forever curious, especially when it comes to healing journey. And I do want to say this, I love to offer this to people who are on a healing journey as not some place that you're trying to get to, to be in like, am I done now? I did therapy. You got to do more therapy. I thought you already did therapy. You got to do this type of healing. Like it's not a, it's not something to be done with. It is an expression of the curiosity you have for yourself. How curious can you get about who you are? Like how curious can you get about who you can be? Like how curious can you get about like, maybe I want to express this. I just think it's a process of really growing into yourself. So for me, I'll never be done with my healing journey and nor would I want to be. I love my, my journey and I don't, I don't position it as I'm trying to run away from myself. I'm not trying to fix myself. I'm not trying to get into some place like perfect place where I can. No, no, no. I love myself so much that I want to continue exploring who I can be without these trauma, this like triggers. The thing that I like about EMDR, it is, I do recommend it for people because it's not cognitive. You do not have to sit there and talk about it. Sometimes we're exhausted of talking about things. It's a lot of unconscious healing. You you don't think through anything. You do this. It's kind of like, what? I don't know what I just did. And I just have to say this. The final thing about EMDR is actually Ace and I did, my husband and I did like a few sessions together too, just about like after I had um, a miscarriage, we had like, you know, started to just be like more arguments and more tension. And we have not had an argument since those sessions. And I am an arguer. I like a debate. Yeah, I'm an Aries. Like, don't yeah, be like, telling them that because they be looking at me like that. Because like the somebody. way I was raised was just that's how you handle conflict. Like, yeah. I didn't know anything. I was confused. Like, I didn't know everybody's house wasn't loud as fuck. Like, I just thought that's how it was. Like, I'm loud. Like, my mom's loud. We loud. Like, we you know we aggressive and just like yelling was how we dealt with things. And that was yelling was the trigger for him. And so, yeah, like, everybody since does then. Not. We have not argued. And it's it's crazy. I feel like that is like the most profound thing in my life. It's like I learned I don't have to fight for my life. I always felt like I had to fight for my life and prove my point. A lot of point. people talk about fighting for your marriage, but sometimes Mm-mm. you need to heal. Like, yeah, what, it's, it's I can time just disagree now. We have disagreements. We might disagree and then we'll just be like, all right, I'll come back. Da, da, da. But I yeah. don't I, I think that to me is such a testimony to the eff- effectiveness of EMDR if you're open to it. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, so next I want to talk about, um, and this one is to, we're going to get to astrology. So you start thinking on that, but I want to talk about sometimes you don't have the money for certain things. I know. So for me, when I did EMDR, the reason that she suggested it, because on the first day of trauma therapy, first of all, that's a different price for me that I found from regular therapists. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not have insurance. I was paying for it out of pocket. I was like, look, this is out of pocket. So I need us to get through it. And that's why it was suggested to me immediately. But before that, um, and after that, there were different times where my money was different. And so sometimes you have to do the thing that's available to you. I took mm-hmm. a leadership training program. It was not just about leadership. It was about um, having the confidence in yourself to be the leader that you truly want to be. That sentence alone is therapy, right? It's not necessarily therapy, but it was much cheaper. Um, it was a longer program. So I was able to get sometimes assistance that, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you just need help and you need to continuously dedicate time to working on yourself, yeah. right? Being, I stayed in something like at the heart of my healing journey. I stayed in yeah. some type of program, some type of, I just had to keep going. Right. Me too. Um, and so in that program, I actually joined her scuba diving program. 
And so it's like, oh, scuba diving. And it goes back to that fear that you're talking about. A lot of us don't do some of these things or you're so exciting and things like that. I do everything that I think in my mind because I don't want to <laughs> fuck around and get scared and then puss out. You know what I'm saying? That. So I do it anyway. You just do so, it anyway. <laughs> So I upped and, you know, quit my job, did Sexual Essentials, you know, full time. Then I bought this van and converted it and traveled, you know what I'm saying? And then now I took my life savings and poured it in this content house. I'm just like, fuck around, let's, let's just do it while, while I got the balls to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but in that session at scuba diving, um, and this is one of the reasons I like doing some of those exhilarating things. The, it, and it has the same common denominator as when I lived in Brazil for six months. It has the same common denominator from when I skydived and it has in scuba diving, which was there is a level of fear and you do it anyway. Mm -hmm. But this one had a, I have a, a fear of open water. I love water, but and I love the ocean and I love the beach where I can see my toes, but I don't swim in lakes where I can't see through it. I'm not going out to the middle of the water. You yeah. got me fucked up. Um, <laughs> it's just not happening. And I love fish. I love outside. I love all that. And so the last part to get certified for a scuba diver is that you have to get into the middle of the water. You have to take off all of your equipment. Oh, no. And then you have to swim down to the bottom a certain number of feet. And then you have to come back up. Oh. And I was like, girl, it's all right. This is great. You know, Did she you was do like, it? no. Yeah, it took me like an hour. But she was like, some But with no, no oxygen? I mean, I can swim. We can all swim underwater. So you right? just go, okay. You just swim. I mean, right? you talk about scuba diving. I'm saying See, that. That's what I'm saying. But that's what I told her. I was like, you want me to take off the oxygen? She was like, you could swim before I taught you to scuba diving. The whole diving. point of scuba diving was we have gear. But it ain't that. It ain't like scuba diving without it. It's just take off your gear so they can see that you can... It's heavy that you can oh, take it off. If you need. And then, can you swim hard enough that if something were to happen and you need to let go of your gear, that you can swim back to the boat? Oh, so okay, it ain't okay. like I went far. It's like from here to the, across the living okay. room, right? But to, it's like you just you heard that fear right there. Yeah. You know how far that felt? Yeah. Like a mile. And I was like, girl, you crazy. She like, Samaya, you just did a swim test in the pool. You went way longer than that. You know how to swim. Yeah, so why we talking about in the middle? Man, and it wasn't even an ocean. It was like a lagoon thing. Like a like what did they got in Florida? The the, the springs. Okay. But they still deep as hell. No, the springs are deep. It's fish and turtles, and that's beautiful when they're not touching you and you got the suit on. And you know what I'm saying? You ain't as thuggish as you think when they tell you to take it off and swim to the bottom. <laughs> and so I was like, bro, I can't do it. We sat there for an hour. I was crying. I was like, man, you tripping. Like, y'all should just pass me anyway. I'm for telling real? you. And she was like, Samaya, where did this fear come from? She said, because you've never done this before. So how can you be scared of it? You have no idea what you're scared of. And we sat there and she's like, what are you scared of? She was like, we'll get out the water when you tell me. She's like, either you could tell me or you can do it. Mm. And I had just, um, I, was, I was going through the divorce and I was scared that what if it wasn't, what, what if the problem was me? And what if mm. not being with him didn't change my life? And what if I still was going to be unhappy? Mm. And what if I couldn't do it? What if I couldn't, what if I couldn't do it? And she was like, okay. And then I swam to the bottom. Because the fear that you have of whatever it is you want to do has nothing to do with that thing. Because if you've never done it, you can't be scared of that thing. Yeah, that's not real. Your imagination has created something else and it tied it to something else that you really are scared of. Mm -hmm. Right. That was not real therapy, but it was a therapeutic moment out of just sometimes showing up or trying something new or leaving your goddamn house. I know how comfortable your house is. I know I don't ever want to leave either. But sometimes you got to leave your house to get that little piece of therapy that you need. So that's yeah. another point that, that I want to make today. So. Um, we are going to talk about astrology because a lot of people think astrology is your sun sign. And even though we love black Twitter, Twitter has a way of making, <laughs> making people hate 
astrology because it's like, well, I'm an Aries, so I did it this way. And that, that's not really what we say. <laughs> well, we're, sometimes we're, people be saying that they yeah. just try to use excuses like this is just how well, Capricorns being a are. This is just how <laughs> being a shitty person. But wait a minute. Uh, yes. But I do want to talk about how you're you have a healer. Right, mm-hmm. uh, Audrey, Audrey, Audrey. Yeah, look this how much I'll be. Yeah, I, I know her. when people really be doing stuff because you start knowing their people and stuff <laughs> like that. My person is Gigi, so my following Aww. knows Gigi. Your following, which I'm part of, your following knows Audrey. Um, and so I want to talk about um, getting a healer and what astrology even opened up for you, because for me it helped me even see things that my parents didn't tell me when I got my first reading and mind you, your birth chart, you guys, and we've talked about it on another episode, what it is, but you put in your birthday, the time of birth is not just your birthday, but also the time of birth and the location. And it mm-hmm. tells you where every planet, your natal chart. Yes. Your natal chart tells you where every planet was at the time that you were born, which can be reverse engineered to tell you what characteristics you then have in those areas of your life. So it is a map for you. And every time you choose to go left or right, it tells you what the pros and cons of that will be. So it yeah. is a, it's a little cheat code to life. High key. Yeah, I think so. I think um, some people will say they don't believe in astrology. And I feel that astrology is just a language. Like you can't not believe in English. Like it's not <laughs> something to believe in. You say you don't speak it. I love that. Because it's just a language. It is. And I just feel like it is divine, a divine language of the stars and the planets. I'm such a dreamer and such a thinker. I think that that's such a, when I think about it, it just feels so beautiful to me. Like this is where the whole stars were when I came out. Like, (laughs) wow. Shout out to you, mom. Like, you know, but I think it's like, I feel that eat the meat and spit the bones. To me, I'm not dogmatic about anything that I do because, again, I feel like we're always in a state of flex and flow and you can find things that work for you. And I think you should like I think you don't have to subscribe to astrology and think, oh, all Aries do this or all da da da. But I think it can just give you information to learn more about who you are and maybe blind spots or things that would be really good for you. I don't take it and go, Oh, my astrology did it. But I do, I yeah. do let it, I, I, I just pull from life. It's yes. a part of life. Like, you know, absolutely for me. Um, and because of just not being able to trust my parents, because I saw where what they said was okay. And what really wasn't okay. When mm-hmm. I got out into the real world and went to college, like going to college was the craziest thing I could have did. Cause that's when I started realizing like everybody else don't be hungry. Even though there's food in the house, like everybody else don't get talked to like this. Like everybody, you know what I'm saying? So getting out of the house is what changed things for me. Right. So I couldn't really find out the issues if people are lying to you or misleading you of my life. So when I put in my birthday and put in the the time of birth, your houses, you know, your houses tell you the houses stand for certain things. So some of that is career. Some of that is love. Some of that is family. Mm -hmm. Some of that is personality. It told you who you were in those things. So now I could figure out and it'll t- and it's not all good shit, y'all. Like mm-hmm. mine was like, hey, you're going to have a problem with relationships until you learn to love your motherfucking self. Like that's how the shit came out. Like mm-hmm. it was this is why you have an issue with this, because this is this and this is how you will need to work on it. And you have to strengthen that. It also tells you what, what you were in your like, what killed you in your past life and where you need to go in this life to fulfill your purpose. Well, I've never gotten to that. So part. your South node and your North node, like, well, mm-hmm. not sure. So I used a, a mix between an astrologist and a seer and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so, but your South node tells you what you were in the past, mm-hmm. but my thing in the past is where my life ended. Have you ever done a past life regression? Girl, I'm not ready. My, oh my, my gosh, current life, they was so tripping. Dope. So I just, I'm not ready. Can I tell you one thing about my past yes, life regression me what, what that happened. I did? What you think in your past so, life too? 
Um, you was thick too. Hold up, I was a little thick. I you wasn't was as thick. thick now because we didn't have GMO in the past life that I went to, so I was eating like <laughs> natural stuff. I'm a little thicker now, but in my past life, okay. so there's this one scene and like take the meat, spit the bones. If you like this story, if you think it's wild, uh, drop it. Who cares? This is my my experience. Like okay, when it's like happened? this deep like um like meditative state mm -hmm. and whatever i was led there i got there and this is the scene i saw i was i was like in some west african village i couldn't like tell what country i was but that's the feeling that i got and i was like in the midst of having my first child and like it was like women in there and they were helping me and stuff and like there was a guy i could see walking I, wherever structure that i was in i could see like there was a window outside and there was a guy pacing back and forth and he looked he looked very calm but he looked very like much concerned. Like he wanted to make sure that I was okay. I was like, okay, that's my, that's the baby daddy. Okay. He's the baby daddy. <laughs> that's what I was I'm hunching. putting it together. Cause I don't know where I am. Yeah. Right. And then I, and then like my, you know, you can, you're omnipresent. So I go out like a dream and I see him and he's decorated with all of these beads and stuff. And that led it just in my consciousness. I knew, okay. So he's like a respected figure in wherever we are. And like, cause all the men were like making sure not to come past the thing. They were there, but you know, it was like, he was the only one over there. And like, then I like had the baby, the elders was doing their little vibe. It was like, Oh, it's cute. <laughs> and then and then like he was like I, I didn't talk to him I just it was almost like I could feel he was so oh god it made me emotional he was so proud he was so proud he honored me so much when I got out of the, the, the session I was talking to my healer she was like telling me you know you can record this listen to it again I just want to say one thing don't ever settle down with a man if he does not give you that feeling because I had, this was before I, I met Ace. I had it Ace. in a past life. Yeah, and I yeah. had the feeling when I, I just saw him and I was just like, such a deep level of like reverence and love and care was shared between us. And when I met Ace, oh my gosh, I'm not going to cry. It's Fuck so it up. Funny. It's I a great know episode. Oh, yeah. Hit us, but when I Hit met him, we was in a club. Like, it was a club. Like, this is my first time Meeting ever a seeing rapper him. in the club. It just, you would think that it would everything that it's not. But the way I, that he loves you I, for I being was, you. I was so nervous. I love that for you. And I just was like, ah, finally, like, oh, excuse me. Sorry, Ace Hood said him. He said I could come over here. <laughs> uh, I was so nervous because I'm not used to, like, you know, whatever. And, like, and this was a popping time. Like, it you got was. Chris Brown song. Wayne was over there all of yeah. them was over there and and he just so nicely politely without disrespect and there was like all women in the section he didn't like move he did it in a very graceful way excuse me love like excuse me love bless bless, bless. <laughs> excuse me love yeah thank you yeah he was like she and he said she love i'm like you know you know my name like i was i was just surprised we had talked in a little bit like through dm yeah. but like it, i felt it immediately and i was like oh damn I hope this the feeling. I hope this is supposed to happen because I'm going for it. Like Girl, I hope this is supposed to happen. We gotta and talk so, offline. That's what I'm saying. Like sometimes I feel like we gotta talk about what? We gotta talk about some stuff offline. Okay. Uh, uh, when these cut off, because okay. <laughs> I'm like, what is it? Mm -mm, mm -mm. But I think like too, when it comes to this healing, some of this stuff might not be straightforward. Like I said, I really invite you to like explore all the openness and all the curiosity. Even when you think like, what is this that doesn't make sense? You never know. Like I did, I just did a plastic life regression. I thought it would be cool. I don't know. Yeah. I'm open-minded. I love trying new stuff. Absolutely. And I did not expect that it would give me the sense same, to recognize. The same feeling that yeah. you have my husband. with your husband now. I think that's a beautiful, um, 
segue into our spiritual tip of the day. Yes, yes, yes. So I know that this this episode is full, you guys. Um, we have these time limits because you can only take in so much information at one time as well. Sometimes we overdo it. And so we are going to bring Sheila back. I know I'm putting myself on her schedule. I will yes. bring her back. Okay. She just agreed on camera. There we go. We got it. So we come, <laughs> we will come back and do an episode number two and we'll start off with hypnotherapy next time. Oh, I so, love it. I love yeah, all of it. It's going to be a good <laughs> hypnotherapy session. So um, we're going to do that. Um, this entire episode was advice. Um, so we're going to just skip over that to save some time because I would like to talk over, or talk about the spiritual tip of the day, mm-hmm. which was masturbation and manifestation oh, as yes. a couple. Of course. When I, when I met, when I first got a chance to work with Sheila, it was because I was teaching a masturbation and manifestation course mm-hmm. in, at her unruly retreat. Which I will most likely she's be also teaching going in May. to be teaching at the yes. 2023 I'm, I'm for us to teach that retreat. one in person. Yes, we are. Somebody that's the one. I picked. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, they didn't. T- yes, we are. They, they did the emails, but I've been here. So I told. Oh, okay, I, t- okay. I told her this. I said I'm gonna respond tomorrow, girl. We've been we recording. We are 100. Yes. And hopefully, uh, I'm also having another unruly after that. Hopefully, you are her. I can have her back. Also, yes, I, I will be coming. And I, first of all, I want to give you your flowers for unruly retreat, you guys. I I emailed them and I got on the phone with. With her coordinator and I told them I said hey my truth is I only have my son every other week I am a divorced mom you know and I, I really these are the dates and this is how this can work for me or you know and it got to the point of a conversation that they were talking about flying my son to this retreat so I can do this and just you making space for me for the type of woman and this woman that I am not another woman that I have to be but this woman that I am mm-hmm. today means so much and so um don't be scared to talk about your boundaries, you guys. Maybe that's the advice. Don't well, be scared to talk about your... I'm also a very human business owner. Like, I don't want to replicate systems of oppression as much as I can. And I know how women get taken advantage of and how mothers have to find childcare. And, like, I'm always trying to do better. Yes. And so, like, when they brought that, I was like, well, well how much is the childcare? Like, let's just... <laughs> like, let's work it out, you know? Yes. So, um, so thank you for that. And I'm very proud of you. Um, but I want to talk about that because um, you are very private about your precious love and I I love that for you um and I think this is very vulnerable for you to even take that class and and share and you know how we are with our brands and things like that um but you know Ace got on the camera and he was like oh this is my cousin he taught he taught us how to do she taught us how to do the thing he was so happy and I'm like (laughs) it's, it's always refreshing just to see um to see that and, p- and see people believe and try what you ask them to do. Mm-hmm. And so you guys use this course and you guys, you can find the course on my Patreon. It is on there. A masturbation and manifestation Take course. Take Patreon. it. Also come to the unruly retreat. Absolutely. Take it live. We're going to drop. Wait, ain't you sold out? Yes, we're having another one though. <laughs> I was about to say, okay, we we're going to drop that one. one. I'm about okay, to yeah, announce I'll it. Sign mm-hmm. up to the email list because that thing sold out in like a week. Yes. So, we're um, about to launch to our wait list and then beyond. Okay, so we will drop all of that information below. Uh, but I want you to talk about what you what you all use masturbation and manifestation yes. for and what you Do they already know what it is, the audience? I talk about rubbing coochies on here on the daily. I so, know. Yeah, I, I know. I was looking through one of your videos <laughs> and the opening line was, I rub coochies for a living. I was like, oh. It's somebody's show. This is the right one. Okay, this is my. I love it. But yes, okay, so 
if I if I explain it wrong, let me know. I'm gonna no, try what to explain did you use it, it for? What, oh, what yes. did you okay, use it for? It's not about me. Yeah, right. what did you use it for? All right, so so Samaya basically taught me the first time I, I I let her lead it in my Patreon. That was the first time we did it, and she was like, "You you give yourself words of affirmation, but like you blend it or you marry it with self pleasure." So I feel that when women, we anyone anyone across the board, start with yourself. So I didn't jump into doing this with. My husband, I started with myself. I wanted to get, again, what you, you can't expect anyone to give you what you first don't give yourself. So a lot of women in terms of sexual liberation, wait on someone else to give them things. Right. And so mm. I was like, all right, let's try this. So I was, she basically, I was like, I'm just going to try this. I never, you know, you made me feel really confident. Cause I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm still a learner too with a lot of Nothing this stuff. Wrong with it. So I was like, okay, I'm supposed to give myself play, like, like, you know, go masturbate. And then at the same time, give myself positive affirmations either for things that I what did. What type of affirmations did you give yourself? Like, okay. Everybody's so, will look different. You guys, you just, did, just a heads up. Everybody's manifestation will look different. Some people manifest a career. Some people manifest yes. over loving I their body. I used it for goal setting okay, stuff. So, so, let's, so let's say I used it for also loving my body, but like goal setting, let's say if it was a goal of working out or something, right? Okay. So then I would say to myself like, wow, you're doing, you're doing so good, girl. Yes, look at you. I see you worked out three days this week, Queen. I know that's right. You, you know what? You did that. You, I saw you picking up that twenty five pounds. I know you did that. <laughs> you look so good. You so healthy. You so. I was just like, and it, this was so foreign to me because I'm not a talker in that way. Like I talk all the time, but when it comes <laughs> in to bedroom, intimate time, I'm like, mm. yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I, I like still it. building it. It's nice. <laughs> so I just was telling myself, like, you're doing so good. And, and like, I don't know what it is. I developed a whole new level of confidence, confidence. within myself. Confidence sexually. And then, like, it just... Then we started using it. I started using it with my husband. So he, his already, his love that language is very it, much... I know that shit was hot. When I tell you it's next level, like sometimes it can be the, the simplest things that can give you the, Make you know, the it doesn't even have to be, it just, it was so profound. Like he's already a words of affirmation type of person. Like he likes to, you know, like men, sometimes I think we assume men just know, like, you know, I yeah. love you, you know, la la la. Yeah. But like hearing it is on another level. So pairing that with like, you know, when we're intimate, building towards the... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The vibes. You said, I just telling vibe. him, I'm so proud of you. I'm mm. so proud of you. I'm so proud of the man you're becoming. I'm so proud of all the steps that you're taking. I said, look at you. You trying new things. I love that. Thank you so much for committing to me. Like I was just talking. He was, he was like, who are you? Who like, is this? Who are you? What's her name? What's her name? Thank you. Like, he was like, so happy because it was like a whole nother level of affirmation. Like I saw like it just... It just for the both of us, it just inspired us. It gave us confidence. I also think like your sexual pleasure is a lot, it holds a lot mm -hmm. of power. And a lot of people don't really, you know, like eh, power Ma comes from all of my, let me read books and no, stuff. Power comes from pussy. But uh, that's yeah, what I was yeah, going to say. It's all right. I got you. I put you, said, you, put you said it better than I did. No worries. <laughs> I ain't going to put you in no spot. No spot. You. Mm -mm, that's our brand. This is my brand. No worry about that. We got you. I love you. Uh, <laughs> I love you back. I love you more. So did I explain the answer? Yes, you did. Okay. And you guys manifested a house. We did. I manifested a hell of a house. We sure that did. That you've been moving furniture around every day. I didn't move it. I have not moved. I have, uh, hi, my name is Sheila, and I haven't moved furniture in like two weeks. Y'all, she was moving her living room set every day. Not I even just a set, just a regular house. I want my living room to look different today, different today. Um, but you guys manifested 
a house and I just, and I mean, above all odds, like it was, it was just crazy. And it just happened easy too. Like everything happened easy. I feel like now we're in much more of a flow. One thing I feel that we were able to let go of is the idea that only good things come from hard work. Mm. If it's good, it must be hard to mm. get. Like now it's like the, the build, the manifestation and masturbation, like marries the idea in your mind that good things come from pleasure too. Good things come from what feels good. You can get what you want feeling good. It doesn't only have to be through arduous hard work. Good things come from things that feel good. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. And I think it's crazy that we think that good things are come from things that make us feel bad. And we constantly fight for um, validation from others because we think that 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 feeling that feels bad will change and become good all of a sudden. And that simply isn't true. So... Thank you so much for sharing, for being vulnerable and just being you. Thank you you for leading the way. And and shout out to you for making spaces for liberation, sexual and beyond for women. I support. Y'all, it's going to be such a good retreat. I hope that y'all catch us. I I hope y'all catch us. Please tell the folks where they can find you. We are going to drop every link, the website, all of your details there. So um, go ahead and tell us. But you guys, I know. It's hard to know what we're saying, but don't worry. It's, it's below. It's below. I don't need to you say t- them if they're going to be below. They are going to be below. Okay, yeah. On yeah. Instagram at uh, the Sheila Marie at Curvy Curly Conscious on IG. Those are you can find me there. Follow there our go. mailing list. That's where we release spots to the Unruly Retreat first. We always sell out within seventy two hours. So if you want to go to the Unruly Retreat, make sure you are on the email list and notifications on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming out today. We will see you back for an yes. episode two. I'll be back. Absolutely. Um, thank you guys so much for saving space and listening to us um, with no judgment. I appreciate you all so much. And I hope that this helped you. Uh, make sure that you join the Patreon because we do meet once a week to talk about these episodes. So if you have additional questions and things to clarify, make sure that you hop on there so I can jot those things down so we get them next time. Um, thank you for your patience as we were all over the place. So excited and just so much information to get to you. I appreciate you so much. And I will see you all next time. Bye. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Thank you for keeping an open mind and joining me in creating a safe place for others to share their truth. Make sure that you're following Not Just Another Sex Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. But also, if you want to keep the conversation going, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Not Just Another Sex Pod, as well as sexual.essentials. Don't forget to sign up to my Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Not only do you get access to my personal life through my close friends and things like that, but I also have almost 300 classes, workshops, private group chats, hands-on demonstrations, interviews, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want more from me, then that's absolutely where you need to be. If you would like to support this podcast, make sure that you rate and review and make sure that you share this episode with your family and friends. I'll see you next week.